Hey guys, this is Kim and we are back. You are listening to the Soul Sense Podcast. It is me, Kimberly, and Melvin Lee. That's not his middle name. It's, Actually, it's, it kind of is. It's not. But it kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Melvin is super black. He got two middle names. <laughs> 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 I tell about Baba. Uh, she know, she know. But anyways, hey guys, we're back and we are on. I don't know which episode we are on at this point because we are stockpiling episodes. So yay! <laughs> How you doing, Melvin? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Just uh, had a pretty decent day at work. Busy, but um. Good. <laughs> Just trying to get back, uh, get back on top of things at, uh, in the office. I I took off almost like a week, mm-hmm. and I did a whole bunch of work from home. But now it's time for me to. But it was more like um, development stuff. So now got to get back into the into boss mode, like handling, mm-hmm. helping, taking care of stuff for my guys and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess all things considering, I'm good. <laughs> because I'm just one old woman has things. Well, you off to work tomorrow. No, sir. I'm not. <gasps> I'm not. I got to see three patients. At what time, though? Between 8 to 12. Wait. Two of them are in Cedar Hill. At what time? Uh, Between 8 to 12. So, I mean, like, what's the late t- latest you got to go do it? I got to be, I mean, they. I have to see them between the window of 8 to 12. I, so for you to complete these people, when does the first one have to take place? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe about uh, 9.30, 9. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, I mean, I still got to drive. I mean, and I don't know what I'm going to get when I get there. So it's like, I can say three people but I get there and people love to talk to me and I'll be liking to talk to and you know people be telling me that I, I answer questions well so they be spitting a lot of questions out at me so it is what it is you know I just do what I do well I just do what I do well so That's I don't funny. know I don't know <laughs> okay funny. but anyways but no uh something happened with the glitch with the scheduling and uh i had to uh work on a day that i typically don't work on which is friday and it is all well because it's a new year and it's a new me right 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 okay we go that's one of my things i'm trying to be to 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 keep my motivation consistently throughout the year that was my problem I can do my job well as we talked about that in the career struggle but I lose motivation so (laughs) it's okay Melly we gonna make it do what it do boo it's okay it's okay so anywho yeah I um see what so one thing I I did see which are kind of lead us into other subjects but um we had men's midweek at church last night, and we didn't really get to talk a lot about it. Mm. Uh, but it was good. Uh, you know, we it was kind of like a time of 
um, you know, we just got together and, and just like we're open with one another, just talked about things we've been struggling with over the year and really kind of, uh, not so much like our, our goals for the new year per se, but really just trying to start the new year clean. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and we took communion. Um, really? we did. Yeah. Mm. And that was cool. I, 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 you know what, man, when I look at, uh, communion in the Bible, um, I don't look at it so much as just, I mean, they were, you know, it, when it talks about like, it, it's whenever you, it, I, I don't, I don't think it's bad to do it whenever you get together. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's a time where you examine yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the more often you can do that, the better. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I had some, that's something I'd always thought about before. Like even when we were leading the group, I thought about like, man, what if we took communion? Like if we had when we had this meal, you know, not when we're, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. it, I guess you can. I don't care about being weird. But. Well, no, no, no. Actually, that that I, I guess I understand why y'all did that, because um, just to let our listeners know, um, every year our church, um, we always start out on January one. We read a book and typically it's a book that you read so much every day um, and they'll just pick a the leadership will pick a book that they feel like, you know, will be good for, you know, the body to read. And we typically read anywhere between like 25 to 40 days, you know, and various different books. And so it's funny that you mentioned that, Melvin, because I was reading yesterday was day two and I was reading the second chapter and he brought up a point about communion that I really never thought about. And I have to be honest with you, you know, I've been a disciple following Christ for about to be seven years on the 13th of this month. And I have to be honest, I never really knew what we were supposed to really be like focusing on during communion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hate to say that, but like I have often looked around like, of course, I hear the communion sermon and the speech and stuff like that. But then like when we have that like quiet reflection time and I look at like I normally like take my communion and then I'm just kind of like sitting and waiting for everybody else. And I'll like see people like praying and, and, and bowing their heads and I've always wondered I wonder what like they're focusing on should I be focusing on something different like and and I've oftentimes found it kind of hard to focus during that time well yesterday I was reading in this book that our church is reading and he brought up something that I think is gonna be my answer to it he had brought up the fact that in Jesus's time you know, bread and wine was given with every meal. Mm-hmm. And so that was very significant for the the apostles that were with him because he know he used that to symbolize like do this in remembrance of me. Well, they were going to have wine and bread with every meal of the day. So when they saw that every day at meals, they would be able to reflect and think about what Jesus because of him going to the cross, he was able, you know, they 
were forgiven of their sins. I don't know if you right. understand yeah, what no, I'm saying. Because no, you be making these faces, and I be like, okay, am That's I not my explaining? Face. You well, saying that like, you it, like... Ain't, it ain't your focus face, baby. Maybe you focus it, but it make me feel like you don't get what I'm saying. No, I'm parsing through it. That's uh, okay. my making myself. And then that makes me like stumble. That's yeah, I did that earlier too because I was like, wait a minute, he's not getting me. I'm gonna have to explain harder. I right? tell you if I don't get you, I'm gonna have to explain harder. No, no. <laughs> anyways. So no, so I didn't, I think if, if I would have just sat and thought about it, like, yeah, they drank wine and bread with every meal. I understood that. But to think that like after Jesus was crucified and as they moved on with their ministry, every time they sat down together and broke bread, of course, that would have triggered the memory of Jesus. And that would have been able to spur them on to push on to the ministry through the ministry, because like, that's what he said. Do this in remembrance of me. And so, like, he gave them a visual that they were not going to forget. And so the point I'm trying to make there, it was more than just he was offering not just like examining yourself, but just like remembering why Jesus went to the cross, why you are forgiven. That's what yesterday was about, about forgiveness mm -hmm. and accepting that forgiveness that he went to the cross just for that purpose. Like the reason why we're here and that that's why we need to remember him. Everything he did while we are Christians, while we're saved, what his love compels us as the scriptures say, all of that is because he went to the cross. And so I thought I like that because it made me think like, well, Kim, you, you now you can really use that time to, <laughs> to really do something instead of looking at everybody. <laughs> I'm just being honest. We're you keeping it be real. Tapping me. I'm like, what you showing me? I didn't know what you I think you showed me some instructions yesterday or like Sunday. Nobody ever really <laughs> taught me that. And we never had that conversation uh, as to like, what do you do during that time after we just, after you're quiet, you know, yeah. like, so I'm sorry. I'm still kind of a fairly new Christian. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. But you know, that's, that's funny because, uh, not funny, but that it just that, that idea of, you know, not only, like I said, you know, yeah, they ate drunk, they drunk wine and ate bread at every meal. So that's a time to remember Jesus. But also, like I said, like a time to, to examine yourself and to examine like how, you know, it's kind of like a reminder, like, what am I doing in response to this? And I know for me, that's something that I can't have enough of. I, I need reminders. I need to be able to stop and, and reflect over how I'm doing. Um, last night was also really cool because it was, you know, it was all men. So, um, I got to, uh, and we broke up into groups and pretty much just had like a time. Like I said, we just were just being open with one another and it was really cool. I was with, uh, two guys in our church who are, you know, older guys. Um, one is an elder and one used to be an elder. And, uh, and but if, for people who don't know what that is, that's just a uh, shepherd. Yeah, a shepherd for the church. So, um, but these guys are super wise, and people who are two people in particular that I really, really respect. Uh, one's name is Don Murray, um, and talking to him and his wife, they kind of got us on this kick of like, you know, really how important it is to go after, find your place. You know what I mean? You know, and, and not 
having to ask permission to like the idea of freedom in Christ and what that means. Um, and then Dr. Steve for, uh, for him, he's just, I don't know, man. He's just like a, so he's nine times out of 10, always the smartest person in the room. Pretty much. Um, whether it's book smart, he's a, um, neurosurgeon, neurosurgeon, literally. And, and, um, then also just spiritually very wise. Um, and then also a classically trained musician. Yep. Um, and I've seen him time and time and time again. I think I've mentioned it before, but time and time again, just uh, just display like just such humility. Like we'll be arguing over how something should go and maybe not arguing, but just going back and forth. Like, um, well, no, I think it should be this. And I think and he he won't say anything until you know, it, but once he says it, it'll just be very gentle. Like, how, how about we try this? And I was just like, why, why is he, he's the person. He's that, like the most qualified be, in the right, room. He's the only person <laughs> that went to school for this and really understands every part of it. If anyone should say something, it should be him. But yet he just bided his time. He'll bide his time, wait until he finds a good opportunity to insert it in and, uh, do it in a gentle way that gentle, but at the same time, letting you it, the way he does it is it makes it, it your pride is very obvious to you after mm. he does it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least for me. And He's maybe, so humble. Yeah. And so open to be that smart. Yeah. To be that smart and to be that, um, yeah, man, to be that, that book smart and that spiritually, uh, mature and wise to still carry himself in a manner that, you know, I, and I don't know if anybody has any experience being on like a worship ministry, but man, you get, uh, and it doesn't matter what church you're at. Everybody got an opinion. And, um, most of the people with these opinions, um, are not musical at all. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it, and it, it can be a struggle, but um, he handles it. I'm sure he gets upset. I know he gets upset. I know he gets frustrated, but just the way he handles it is just so, like, I, I, w- I want to be like that. But anyway, sorry, uh, those two guys are really cool. But um, it was really cool to sit and see how vulnerable they were as they were sharing and, um, you know, just the types of things that they shared about. Um, and really throughout the group, we all shared about like, you know, just things we were struggling with and, and whatever. Um, and everybody had like this sentiment of like, if I just start, I just got to pray more Mm. or I just got to, um, you know, be more disciplined or I just got to this or I just got to that. And, uh, um, What's his name? Um, Don. Don. I always stumble. Don, uh, at the end, when we're getting ready to take communion, he just kind of put a button on it. And he was like, listen, um, something that I, I've kind of really been coming to grips with is, you know, we are not built to feel at home on this world. Mm-hmm. And he was like, a lot of times we'll be going, we, we get discouraged because we feel um, 
a lack of, of, I don't know if he didn't say contentment, but let's just say contentment for lack of a better term, but a lack of like feeling okay. And we're like, we feel like we have a deficiency. Like I need to do more of this or more of that. Mm. And then I'll be where I need to be. Mm. But he was like, no, that's not the, the thing. I mean, d- you, you won't be satisfied until mm. you're in heaven. Mm. Mm. Like we have, ha- and he talked, he, was, he made a point. He was like, you know, I always, that's why I struggle with like the idea of like prosperity gospel, mm. because it is, that's not to say that God, because the Bible says, you know, like, I want you to have life to the full. Mm-hmm. Um, it also talks about anybody who gives this or that homes, family, whatever, will not, uh, uh, will receive that much in this life in the next. But the idea of like the prosperity gospel is like looking at that as a, as a goal to obtain, that's going to bring you fulfillment. Yeah. Like God yeah. is going to bless you. He is, but these are not the blessings that mm-hmm. are going to, cause you, it, cause what it does is it sets you up for failure. Cause once you get all of these material blessings that God does bless you with mm-hmm. to different degrees, not everybody's going to be rich because that's not how the world is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when God blesses, God blesses the sun and rain falls on everybody. But when you get those things and you find out that you still feel lacking, then you can be really disheartened and lose faith. And he was like, we can struggle with that. So we, we, we have to be careful um, with that type of mindset and just get to, that don't mean you don't try to do better and you don't try to change. You don't try to, but just understand that, you're never going to be okay on this earth. Like mm-hmm. you're never going to be filled up. Mm-hmm. Um, you will have life, even life to the full. When Jesus said, I came that they have life to the full on this earth is still on this earth. Mm-hmm. So our completion is going to be when it gets to heaven. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a, I, n- I have never thought about it like that mm-hmm. because I definitely was like, you know, this year I'm just going to try to do the work mm-hmm. and worry about, the outcome later, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to do what I, what I'm supposed to do. And, but deep down, I'm trying to say like, I'm going to try to do something to improve my situation, to Mm. improve how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's, for me, it's all about a feeling because, you know, I'm not doing, you know, there, there's things I can improve in, but really at the end of the day, I'm still going to feel empty. Well, you know, it's that, Solomon talks about that in Ecclesiastes, like the best thing you can do is eat, drink and be happy with the tools that you have your work. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like and this is a man and he talks about that at the beginning of the book that, you know, he did not deny himself of any pleasure. Right. And he had came to the conclusion. I mean, this is a very, very wealthy man, very, very wise, was able to go and see many different things. He had many wives. He had children. He had all these things. And at the end of all of that, he was like, eat, drink and be merry. Like, that's pretty much yeah, enjoy the toil, of, enjoy the, the toil of your hands. Yeah, that's pretty much all that you can do. And I think that's a good thing to, like, think about and kind of piggybacking off what you said. It's funny that you brought that up because I've been listening to an audio book um, while I'm out driving during the day. And it's by uh, let me make sure I get her name right. Mush. 
Marshawn Evans Daniels. And the name of the book is uh, Believe Bigger. And she was bringing up something, the chapter that I'm in, I'm almost in uh, through with the book, but um, something that she was talking about was that, you know, she struggled. And for anyone who doesn't know who she is, she's kind of like a, a spiritual, she's a Christian based business coast coach and she was on the apprentice um she's uh her she's a lawyer and she at a point in time also um had her own agency uh like professional sports agency and she represented like NFL players and NBA players so very successful woman you know um and 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 also a motivational speaker and so she basically helps people to like define what their purpose is for their business, you know? And so like a business coach, she, that's pretty much what she is. And so she was talking about how she really struggled about talk, helping people to like improve on themselves and improve their business. And like, you know, of course, like an offshoot of that is that you will gain more revenue. And she felt like as a Christian, you know, how could she say that? Cause of course, thinking about like this prosperity, um, ministry, you know, gospel and something that she said that struck a chord with me is that every gift and every talent thing that we have our purpose is not for us it's to help others it's to bring others to Christ yeah and like everything we do you know what I'm saying like so she was saying you know she defined like what talents were versus what gifts are you know like talents could be things that you do well but you just you don't necessarily love to do them you know it may be something that you do and she gave the example of like Superman and Clark Kent Clark Kent the talent was journalism but the gift the superpower was that Superman was Superman and he could fly you know what I'm saying and so there are things that you do well but then there are things that you have been gifted with and all of that works towards your overall purpose which is to build up the kingdom of God and to uh bring people to Christ you know and she didn't word it like that but that's what I got from that and you know of course God can bless you in many different ways but thinking more broader than that, like what you said, Melvin, blessings just don't stop with money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes we can think that's the end of the road is like money. And then that'll be the answers to my problems. But to, for a lot of people, if not all of us, that could be the beginning of your problems. You know what I'm saying? So that can't, that may not be that type of blessing that you be asking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, Exactly. I mean, you, we, we don't know what we need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like I told Farah on, uh, you know, on Christmas, when we were talking about like life to the full, was that Christmas Eve? It was a couple of days before Christmas. Yeah. Um, You know, that's our mission is to figure out what that means. We know that, that Jesus came to give us a purpose, you know, because we could take all of those things. It's, that's the cool thing about the Bible is you just got to, you just piece it together. You know what I mean? So like the big things that Jesus said, right? The whole of the uh, uh, law 
in the prophets can be summed up in this. Love the Lord your God with all your uh, heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, we take that piece. I came that they may have life. Like, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm the good shepherd. I come that they may have life and they have it in abundance or have life to the full. I butchered that, but whatever. He came to give us life to the full. Then you fast forward and you look at just the challenge in Matthew 28, you know, to seek and save the lost. You know what I mean? Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them and everything else, right? So you have these three big statements, and there are more of them, but you just take those things together. Jesus' will for our lives is that we love God and we love people like we, like we love ourselves. Loving people like we, whatever it is you want for you is what you should want for other people. Then seeking and saving the lost. I mean, to me, that's kind of the, because what's the greatest, greatest love, what is it? No greater love exists than to lay down your life for, for someone else, right? Again, butchering it, but just that, the idea, like Jesus defining love for us, like there is no more, there is no greater display of love than you, than laying down your life for, for someone else. And so when we take all of those pieces and we put it together with what it means to have life to the full, life to the full has to have, it has to envelop all of those, those pieces, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Like what Jesus is defining as a full life, the thing that's going to make you feel as complete as possible on this earth. It has to be having all of those elements, like being a devoted to God and helping other people to get to the same place that you are and helping people to remain there. So fellowship with other Christians, as well as going out and being evangelistic. Now, you also put that into the fact that we all have gifts because that can't all look the same, right? Because for me, that may look different than it looks for you. We all have different gifts. We all have different passions. We all have different talents. And so I'm, I'm just kind of putting some support to the point that, that you were making where it's, to me, the, that perfect life to the full is when you find that place to where your passion is intersected with your mission in life. You know what I mean? So whatever it is you like to do, whatever it is that you love, if it's music, if it's painting, if it's whatever, God didn't put it in there for an accident. There is a way that like your mission in life is to figure out how do I take this thing and how do I achieve God's mission with it? Okay, so... You actually wrote a blog post about it? Yeah, and I was trying to find it. Uh, Yes, over just like gifts and spiritual gifts. And it it really, you know, it's biblical what you said. And it's it's in 1 Peter 4.10. And it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And I believe that ties in what we both are saying, you know, together is that, you know, I think a lot of times we can think about like speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues. And you can think that like spiritual gifts, that's what a spiritual gift is of the Holy Spirit. 
spirit, but we all got gifts. And this says in Peter that God has like a variety of spiritual gifts that he gives out to whoever, whenever he pleases, you know what I'm saying? And we don't choose what spiritual gift we have. And I think sometimes we can think that the things that we enjoy have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. You know, like you said something like about painting, you know, like painting a beautiful hand, a hand painted painting and giving it to someone, framing it for someone like how many people can actually say the art in their house? They know the person who did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you look at that house, we ain't got that much art on the wall at all. So to be able to hang something beautiful that God has blessed your hands. It's going to be a beautiful masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? How much encouragement that you can give out through something like that. Let me tell you what Dominique, uh, a buddy of ours, uh, told me last night. So we do um, this thing at church. uh, We do this thing where um, he he worked at the Fed for a, a long time. And uh, he started a bank. He started a bank. He started a band there. So, um, you know, uh, and this was probably about five years ago. And they've been just getting together, playing little gigs here and there, but um, really just hanging out and playing. And then the year before last, we all got together and I, I sat in with them and we played, practiced for a while and played for a Christmas party. Then they did it again this year. Um, and... You know, this is just something that we've been doing. And for the marriage retreat, and right? And for the marriage retreat, yeah. And so this has been something we've been doing um, for a while. And a new guy came in, and uh, he came out, um, and they played, and he stayed after and listened to the, the message or whatever. And um, he went up to Mark afterwards, and it was like, man, I broke down. The message you shared brought me to tears. Um, can I come to your church? Can I this? Can I, you know, but... He was saying like, because we were kind of talking about like your gifts are meant to do something more. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, how he he was like, I was so humble because here it is like I love playing music, and God gave me an opportunity to impact somebody for Him mm. um, through music. Mm-hmm. And I've always talked to you about like one of my dreams, man, is to start like a, a an evangelistic music ministry. So getting people together to just bringing in musicians to hang out and play and, and, you know, really just, uh, just put people around. Cause that's what the Bible says is like, by your love, people will know that, that you're from me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And just bring people in and serve them and, and, just try to love up on people more than any, cause a million people, man, you go to Dallas, there's a thousand churches around here. Yeah. Um, and you know, everybody ain't going to all of these churches. So it's gotta be something more, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's gotta be something more because people are walking around, especially nowadays, man, with all of this division and yeah. everything that's going on in the world. It's like, let's just put some love out here and, that you know even if like if you paint getting with somebody and painting with them or getting with just it's 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 so whatever it is that you love to do i guarantee you that god gave you that for a reason i tell you man just to be honest that's that's really been my struggle right is like 
I have felt, this is what I shared last night is like, I felt like really beat down, Mm. um, whether it's at work or whether it's, you know, music ministry or wherever it is, like places where I'm, I'm trying to like give my best, Mm. um, you know, I have felt beat down, you know, and to the point where almost feeling like exhausted and feeling really lazy, like just not like I just sit on the couch and do nothing. You know what I mean? Um, and what I kind of felt is like I, God has given me so much inspiration in so many different areas and I have not been like fully taking advantage of it. And it kind of depresses me a bit because I think about like, what all could I do? Like what, I, what could I have done this year? Like this past year, like what the, the meeting Jarrell, um, meeting, uh, like God just put this stuff into my hands to be able to really make something crack off and really happen, like aligned with what my dreams are. But for whatever reason, just not going after it. And, um, you know, I do, I want to be different, man. I want to, I want to change that and be different. Um, stop concentrating on, uh, you know, all the stuff that's wrong and getting frustrated with things I disagree with or how people may approach me or whatever. And then just focus on the, cause God never stopped giving me opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like if there's doors that are closed, they're closed for a reason. And I just need to get out and, 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 I don't know, man, just do something about it. And that, that kind of struck me last night while I was talking to, to the guys, man, because it also just, when I get the feeling like that, it also just leads to me struggling, just just struggling with sin just in general, like being lazy, like I said, just being undisciplined. And, um, you know, I don't, that's just not a good life. You know, it's not a good life to have, but, I, you know, hey, you got to keep it real. Like, you know. Yeah. And, it's something that I can change. And you know what? You may want to consider making this your year of yes. Because I'm going to tell you, last year by me doing that, I think it helped me break a lot of like laziness tendencies, you know, because I found myself just consuming you know, it's bad when you start getting tired of the stuff that you're consuming. Like, you know, you come home and you can't wait to watch TV or scroll the Internet. And then at a point in time, that doesn't even fulfill you anymore. And then like one day I just kind of looked up and was like, what am I looking at? What am I like? What am I consuming? You know what I'm saying? And it was just that with other stuff, too. And it's like, OK, maybe. I should be more put more effort into filling my time with things that can bring quality. Um, and I still look at ratchet TV, but you got to admit, I don't rely. I don't look at that much TV, you know, as much as I did, you know. And so maybe you should just, you know, maybe just start by just simply saying, like, when you have that little nudge to go work on music just go and follow that little nudge and don't like sweep the nudge under the rug. You know, when you have that pull to, Hey, I want to get out and exercise, just go do it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that's, that's, 
that's what I got to do this year. That's that's kind of what I want to get into and. It's going to be uncomfortable because, yeah. you know, the flesh wants what the flesh wants and the spirit in the flesh are what the Bible say they're in constant battle. So, I mean, they're not good. They're going to be fighting against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the Icarus thing? We do that another time. Do we have enough time? Hmm. Yeah, we got a little time. Okay. Well, Cause it kind of goes along with. Um, just what not being content about? and yeah. not looking at, at, at your blessings. Well, uh, there's a book that I'm reading that the author, um, well, I go ahead. I guess I have to say, yeah, I just go ahead. We're going to keep it real. Hey, I, I'm reading and I'm reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, I think we did bring it up in another episode, but he was a part of the Nation of Islam, Muslim. And, you know, they their um, deity is um, I guess that's what you would call a deity or God is Allah. And um, so anyways, he was. He was uh, having some a moment of reflection where he was thinking about where he was and to know who Malcolm X was before Malcolm X. I mean, the man was out there in the streets on drugs, stealing, uh, selling drugs. I mean, just the overall hustler, just street hustler. That's what he called himself. Ended up going to jail. He was just a mess. He was a total mess, uneducated, barely able to read well, barely able to write well which is very crazy because he is such a deep thinker. What we know of Malcolm Max is very educated, very deep thinker, but he it, that's not who he used to be. And he was having time of reflection where he was thinking about him giving his life over to Allah, you know, and, you know, of course, I'm not a Muslim. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And so I parallel this to my spiritual walk. And, you know, he thought about the he um, gave the illustration and told the story of the Greek mythology story of Icarus. And I'll tell it quickly. Icarus uh, Icarus's father was um, like a craftsman, a craftsman and Daedalus. Yes. And so he long story short. Uh, there's a whole story that's behind it, but he gave, he made himself and he made Icarus a pair of wings and they were going to be flying from freedom. They were in captivity and they were going to be flying from freedom. Um, and he basically gave his son some instructions. He said, do not fly too low because your wings will get wet and wet and, and soggy in the water. And they won't be useful and do not fly too high because they were made of wax. And if you get too close to the sun, then they will melt. So they get out, they go and they fly and they fly to freedom. Okay. They're out of captivity and they fly to freedom. Well, when they're out there flying, Icarus is getting, I guess, this adrenaline rush and he's just you know, so excited about being able to fly a man, you know, a person being able to fly. And so he keeps going higher and he forgets what his dad says. And he goes higher and higher and higher. And what happens? His wings, they melt. He plunges down to the earth, into the sea, and he drowns. And so 
Malcolm X was using this illustration as like a reflection of like a lot of things from we can be, you know, for him to never forget to remember that story as to where he had came from. He came from captivity and, you know, not to take his freedom that he has gotten through his spirituality for granted. And it made me, of course, think about my own spiritual walk, you know, me being a slave to sin and captivity of my own sin. And I am now free in Christ. I believe in the one and only God and I am free in Christ. He has transformed me. I, you know, I could go on and on, but he has. And you know, I don't want to be like Icarus. Once I have that newfound freedom, you know, that freedom comes with a responsibility and a duty. You know, it comes with instruction. And what I don't want to do is to forget that and get ahead of myself and run and run above, you know, above and, 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 and ahead of God to my destruction you know what I'm saying just like Icarus you know I you know and so I was bringing it up I really you know I like stuff I hope you guys are kind of understanding what I'm saying I, I, don't, I mean I'm kind of all off I can get so philosophical I mean Melvin am I making any sense yeah you make it sense okay because I can I mean this stuff really intrigues me you know what I'm saying and it makes me really I'm a good I'm big on reflection and sitting and thinking about stuff. And I really took that nugget and thought about it. And I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, what yeah, you think about that? I, I, yeah, no, I think that's, I, like I said, I kind of wanted to try to squeeze that in just because I think it's, it kind of goes along with just kind of what we were just talking about. Just this idea of, you know, focusing on, it's two things to me. First off, um, you know, we forget where we come from. You know what I'm saying? We forget that that we didn't get ourselves out of captivity. And, you know, while getting out of captivity, we are, we agree to all the terms, right? Mm -hmm. And we agree, and, you know, we are, uh, when we're very aware of our, our state, right, that we need emancipation we are quick to you know we're we cling close to the uh um emancipator right mm -hmm. um but once we get that taste of freedom we get so caught up we can get so caught up in the freedom that we forgot why we are free you yeah. know what i'm saying we yeah. forgot what like it's it's not your decision making that made you free. Yeah. So then you get out and you just, you know, I think about that that idea of Icarus just flying. The sun. I don't think he was trying to be disobedient. Mm -hmm. I just think he stopped focusing on his dad and what his dad told him, and started focusing on like freedom. Yeah. You know, the, just the state of feeling clean and clear, and just and he was like, wait. So this must be it. This is the goal. Freedom. Now I'm there. Now I'm pressing on and I'm pressing on and I'm pressing on. And you never feel free enough until you burn up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Until you get so far away from what you were supposed. Because the idea is not it's freedom in Christ. It's not freedom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're free not freedom from sin. in you. <laughs> right. And so 
we can do that, man. Like we can do that so easily. Like I, I can definitely relate as a person who comes from a very shady past where God definitely delivered me from a life of, of failure, man. Like, I, I mean, my life, I was destined to be a statistic, mm. destined to be a statistic. Um, but because God rescued me, you know, I can still sometimes get so caught up in the trappings of, of what it means for me to be free from that life that I forget what's important. You know what I mean? Like busting my tail at work, but will I bust my tail to um, get into the word, you know mm. what I'm saying? Or how deep am I digging into that compared to these other things? And these are things we got to ask ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, relationships, you go to work every day and you make these relationships so you can climb up the social ladder. You'll go to happy hours. You'll go to this, that, and the other. And, but what about like devotionals and going to church activities? How much time are you investing in building spiritual relationships? Um, people who are going to iron sharpening iron because at the end of the day, That's the goal. The goal is to be free in Christ because all of this other stuff is just like the rays of the sun. It looks beautiful, but as beautiful as it is, it can leave you spiritually dead. If you, if it takes you too far from what got you there, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I like that. I like that. And I want to, that makes me think of a scripture and we can wrap it up if we uh, need to. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I think I like the NLT better. So 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 9, verses 25 and 20 through 27. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And I think that goes right into line with what we're saying. It's like, we cannot forget why we're free. Like, I think you said it good. Like we're free in Christ, not free on our own. What is it? Volition? You know, I'm country. Volition. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I don't need to say that. (laughs) We're not free on our own wheel. (laughs) Okay. We got to remember who, who gave us this freedom and, and, and it should, that's what gives us purpose. Like Paul said, like he steps in with purpose with every, you know, everything he does is for a purpose, you know, and he knows clearly what that purpose is. And I, uh, says, so I run with purpose in every step. I am not shadow boxing. And I love that, you know, so anywho, any last words? No, yeah, uh, if anything they can take it from this, I mean, try to be as open and, and uh, vulnerable as possible during this. But I think um, these are conversations that everybody should be like, these are things you got to think about, right? You got to go in and constantly te- check your temperature when it comes to, um, you know, are you living your life to the full are you staying close to the the uh emancipator you know what i mean the jesus who gave you your freedom are you clinging to those do you still have the same amount of devotion 
um, are you more devoted to things that can perish than things that are, are permanent? These are just things that, that you know, we got to challenge ourselves to constantly think about. Um, but, yeah, no, that's it. Mm, good discussion. So, anyways, guys, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You know, um, the last, I guess, few episodes that we've had been very conversational, and it seems like that is the direction that we're going into. You know, like we've said many times before, we don't have any answers. We're working through these things just like everybody else. We're not perfect. We're flawed individuals just like everyone else is. And so um, we appreciate you all coming on this journey with us. Please like and comment, share this episode if you care. And um, we will catch you. Well, first off, let me say uh, this is your host, Kim. (laughs) This is me, Kimberly, and my trusty wingman, Melvin. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> if I say you don't, they do a little so. And you have been listening to the Soul Sins podcast. We'll catch you later. Bye bye.